1: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: You're listening to the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish keeping podcast hosted by 23 year old fish keeper, Aqua Alex Cardinal. For three years, we provided you with quality tropical fish information and we'll continue providing some information on freshwater and saltwater tropical fish. Let's dive down deep into the aquarium and chat fish. Live from his fish room is Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is now live.
2: This is the Aquatic Wetline Tropical Fishkeeping Podcast right here on
3: Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. We are the first most successful fishkeeping podcast on Blog Talk Radio. If you do a Google search with our name, you will get over four pages worth of stuff. Aquatic Wetline was founded in 2013 to provide tropical fishkeeping with Freshwater and Saltwater Aquarium informal and interesting shows. Over the past four years, Aquatic Wetline has delivered some good shows that are well received worldwide. Aquatic Wetline is hosted by a 23-year-old fish keeper named Aqua Alex Cardinelli, who has a passion and love for freshwater and saltwater fish ever since he was born. Let off
2: while I
3: talk to you about fish and tank art. Hello, tropical fish keepers, and welcome to Aquatic Wetline, the Fish Keepers Podcast. Happy Friday, everyone! Friday symbolizes the end of the long work week and relaxation. And the weekend is quickly approaching. I hope all of my fish keeping audience out there has a good weekend planned, including getting some new fish food or some new fish or some new aquatic equipment. To enjoy our fish keeping Friday, I have decided that today I'm going to have a very special topic and episode of Aquatic Wetline tonight. I just can't believe it took me this long to finally do this show. But man, is it going to be a fun one for me and hopefully a fun one for you, the fishkeeping listeners, as well. Before I start today's show, I would like to mention something to all the fish show maniacs out there and to all of my fishkeeping listeners. As you know, I've been hosting the Aquatic Wetline for four years and I have had a lot of fun in doing so. I would like to make aquatic wet line, something that has talked about for years in the fish keeping hobby. I want this show to have better audio quality. And I'm not saying that the sound quality currently at the moment is terrible, but I think personally as a podcaster, it definitely could be better. Now, I have created an account on a website called Patroon. Patroon is a website where artists such as podcasters, YouTubers, music artists, etc., where they post their content and reach out for support with their goals. Or as Patroon puts it, for creators, Patroon is a way to get paid for creating things you're already creating. Which can be web comics, videos, songs, podcasts, etc. Fans pay a few bucks per month or per post you release, and then you get paid every month or every time you release something new. Basically, it's podcasters and artists like me who post our stuff on Patroon and reach out for support from listeners like you to help. Make our dreams come true. Here is my personal goal for the Aquatic Wetline. I would like to purchase a high quality studio microphone for my podcast so that the audio is much better and more professional, and so that I don't have to use my cell phone or home phone to record and do my live episodes of the Aquatic Wetline. Over the last four years, I've always wanted a paying sponsor, but never could get one that would be willing to pay. I feel that with a little bit of money here and there, I will feel rewarded for my work. Also, with more money, I could create better content as I can get a Blue Yeti microphone instead of using a cell phone or home phone to ensure I have much better quality audio and sound. So. With that being said, check out my page, www.patrone.com forward slash aquaalescardinelli for more information and to support me. Now, let's get back to the main reason for tonight's show. Now, I know that all fish keepers love going to their local fish stores. You would be lying to yourself as a fish keeper if you say to yourself you don't like buying fish from the local fish store. Every single fish keeper likes going to the store, viewing all the fish tanks, picking out fish, purchasing fish, and equipment. But there are all kinds of fish keepers out there and all kinds of employees. I bet you all have seen funny things and have a story to tell about the local fish stores that you go to. That is what I'm going to talk about on this episode of the Aquatic Wetline live here tonight. So, here is what is planned for the show today. During the first half of the show, I'm going to talk about my local fish store stories. I have eight stories to share with you. And in the second half of today's show, I'm going to have a discussion on my local fish stores. So, enough talk. Let's go ahead and get started. So, I'm going to start with my first story. And this story is called Lost and Confused Crazy Fish Lady. So, this was back in October of 2015. I think it was the day of Halloween. Yeah, this was Halloween 2015, I had gone to the local fish store to buy a replacement diamond goby because the one I bought the day before had jumped out so I went and got another diamond goby and as I was leaving the fish store School of Fish, Inc. there was a um, crazy and confused um, larger Spanish lady that was uh, looked like she didn't know where she was going. Literally, she was like a paku who was just placed into a huge pond, not sure what to do. She just spent the majority of its life in a 55 to 125-gallon aquarium. And there were two doors to enter the fish door, and she didn't she didn't realize that. And she cuddles to us and goes, hope you go inside. She said it like two or three times. And then uh, my brother pointed her to the door, and she went inside. But that is funny. How can you not see two doors? for a tropical fish store. Hope oh, you go inside. So hopefully she knows that this was a tropical fish store and not a uh, fish store you buy fish for or not a methadone fish store. Cause <laughs> so that's what, what it made me think of instantly. I, I said to myself, if you're that messed up that you don't know those doors are for entry, then there's something obviously wrong with you. So that's actually a very, very uh, funny fish story that I have. And it's not every day that you see somebody like that. So I want everyone from today's show to remember these these five words. Hold your goat in sight. All right, so moving on to my second local fish store story. I would like to um, talk to you about a venomous fish that stung an employee. So the second story is called Local Fish Store Employee Gets Stung by One Spot Foxface. Before I tell you the story, I want to tell you that foxface face, rabbit fish, and all rabbit fish in general are very venomous, they have a toxin in, in their fins and their spines that can really inflict a lot of pain. They use that venomous spine and venomous fin to defend themselves against predators and stuff that attacks them in the wild. They use that as their defense mechanism. So what do you think is going to happen when somebody touches a fox face that has all that toxic venom in their fins and in their spines. Doesn't sound pretty, right? Definitely not. So my brother purchased a fox face around this time last year from the local fish store, School of Fish, and the fox face was in a top tank, and the employee netted him in the aquatic transport container, and the fox face jumped out and raised its venomous spines and stung the employee right in the hand. So can you imagine that your local fish store employee is using a step ladder to get to a top tank, and he's catching a fox face with a net, and um, he has the aquatic transport container sitting on the top of the aquarium. He puts the fox face into the container, and he, go, he picks up the c- container and steps off the ladder, and the fox face jumps. He reaches out for it with his bare hands, and he grabs it, not realizing his fish is venomous, and he gets stung. So imagine that he picks it back up again, gets stung again, and he still bags the fish and uh, sells it. So you have to give credit where credit is due. Um, And I have to say that's very, very respectful that he got stung twice and he was still able to uh, bag up the fish and uh, sell it to him. But he must have been cursing up a storm when the stung happened and cursed more when the customers left. Now, this personally was the first time that I've ever heard of a local fish store employee getting stung by a one-spot fox face, but I know it has happened on more than one occasion. I'm pretty sure that other fish store employees have been stung by lionfish and corals or anemones, or any other venomous fish that could cause such venom. I'm sure it's quite um, common in the fish store and the aquatic uh, fish hobby that somebody gets stung or injects the toxin by accident. Definitely not something fun. And like I said, it's very, very painful. Now, I personally would not recommend um, catching a fox face with a net simply because the the spines can become tangled and you have the uh, misfortune of having the possibility of getting stung. So how I like to catch a personal fox face, my personal favorite choice, is to simply just use an aquatic transport container and I basically um, sneak up on them. I'll use the net to Get him to go into the container, but I will never use the net to catch one. Um, And once he's in the container, I put the net over the container so that he doesn't jump out. That is just my personal tips for anyone that wants to uh, remove a venomous fish, like a fox face, from their aquarium. Obviously, this is not going to work for lionfish, since lionfish have venomous spines everywhere on their body, but it'll work on fish like fox faces, et cetera. All right, so I do want to remind all of my live listeners out there that if you have a local fish store story that you want to share, you can do so by calling 1-347-989-8142 and make sure that you dial 1 so that I know that you want to speak live on the air because sometimes when you just call in, It'll just say that you're listening to the show. So if you want to share a favorite local fish store story, make sure you dial 13479898142. Wow, that, that's really fast. I see that we have a caller in the studio already, so I'd like to welcome this caller into the show. Hi, you're now live on the Aquatic wetline. Thank you so much for calling.
0: Hi, Alex. It's David Morton.
3: Hi, Dave. How are you doing today,
0: sir? I'm doing well. And I have a, I have a, I think it's a funny story to share with you. It's a unique one anyway.
3: Awesome. I'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm from Canada and um, in the fish store where I grew up um, uh, as a Uh, Hobbyist back when I was in high school, um, the local fish store owner had a spider monkey. And the spider monkey kind of hung out in the store and would go on people's shoulders while you were in the store. Um, Sometimes he would mess with your hair or or what have you. Uh, Sometimes he'd go up on the top shelves where stuff was stored and he'd knock stuff down. So sometimes he was mischievous, but one of his but he had a little job that was his job and his job was to get the net for the fish store owner to catch your fish and the fish store owner would sometimes let him try to put the net in the tank and uh normally he would just splash it around and stuff and he didn't like getting wet so he he'd always splash you or someone else but he wouldn't splash himself (laughs) uh and then he would, and then his little job was that once he had the net and had played a little bit, then he gave it to the owner, and the owner would get your fish for you. But one time when he was doing the splashing around, he actually got a, a little fish. I think it was a, a uh, it was either a, a little cardinal or a little neon tetra, and he got it in the net, and he didn't know what to do. <laughs> he knew he knew it was supposed to go in the bag, but you know he, he was a monkey and he just does his thing and and he had never caught anything and <laughs> he got all flustered just like <laughs> you know somebody catching their fish for the first time right and and so he was waving it around and it was still in the net but the owner was trying to catch him and suddenly he ran off with the fish in the net <laughs> <laughs> ran all around the store <laughs> and, and the fish owner had to kind of figure out how to grab him and he, so he got out some of the monkey's favorite food and that kind of brought the monkey down and, and the monkey got distracted and he took the net and then carried on but the poor fish was out of the water for a while getting carried all around the store <laughs> <laughs> by this little spider monkey so oh, that's, well, that's cool. my little fish never story from fish when I was a, kid. a monkey. what's that?
3: I said I never heard of a fish store having a monkey. That's pretty interesting, and sounds kind of <laughs> well, cool. Well it was a it was,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> small town in rural Canada, and and uh, you know about fifteen thousand people, and it served a number of different communities. And so it was, it wasn't just a fish store. You know, they had other pets too and stuff. And but one of the things that the guy, the owner, had was his, it was his own pet. It wasn't for sale. Was a little, this little spider monkey, and it was just, it was a real hoot.
3: It sounded like it was a lot of fun, though. You must have had fun going there.
0: Oh, it was really neat. Um, most of the time, the, the monkey was was uh, actually fairly docile, because I, I don't know if they're nocturnal or something, but in the afternoons, he was pretty pretty laid back. But if you went in at certain times, then... You know, like when I bought fish, I couldn't do it while I was at school, so I'd have to come back later in the evening or whatever. And I don't know if the spider monkeys are more awake at that time or what, but he he was certainly more active at that point anyway, and getting into trouble and doing stuff. And But mostly he'd just sit on your shoulder, and he'd, he'd, he'd sit on your shoulder. fairly small, eh? And so he'd sit on your shoulder, and then he'd put his one hand on your ear on the top of your ear while you walked around the store <laughs> and he and when you looked in the fish tank or whatever he'd look he he'd be beside you and, and it was almost like he'd look at you and say so what do you think <laughs> <laughs>
2: so
0: it, it was kind of cool but uh that was that was a, a neat little story that I I was remembering I when I saw your show advertised I was like oh I got to get on there cuz I you know it'd been a long time since I had been thinking about like I never thought of fish stories like that it was, So it was it was great to be able to, to phone in and share So thank you for your it's show It's a
3: wonderful story And I'm very, very glad to hear that That's an awesome story I'll be thinking about that for a while now
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll get people thinking well, Gee, maybe we should have a monkey in our store <laughs>
3: <But>
0: <laughs> anyway. That's
3: interesting
0: yeah. Well, you have a good show And thank you for, for taking my call
3: no problem. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in.
0: You betcha. Bye for now. You have a
3: great weekend. Thank you. That was a phenomenal call. I really enjoyed that. And uh, I'm going to remember that for a long time because I like monkeys. And having one in a fish store is uh, very, very interesting. So thank you, Dave, for sharing your local fish store story. All right, moving along, I would like to tell you about my third local fish store story. And at the time, it was not very funny. At the time that it happened, I was actually really um, angry, pissed off, um, really upset, really mad. Basically, I was every word that you would describe someone who is yelling, screaming, and cussing. And the name of this story is Arowana Stealer. I was accused of stealing a silver arowana. I don't remember the exact year that this happened. This was many, many, many years ago. But I went into my local fish store, and I had some money on me. And I was looking for an arowana. I actually was looking for a Giardini arowana. But at the time, the only arowana that was available was a silver arowana. And I wasn't sure if I was going to get one, so I decided that first I was just going to look around and I was going to check out all of the fish tanks, and I I did all that. And then I left the fish room for a few minutes because I had to get fish food and filter pads and all the necessary uh, aquarium equipment that you need for a tank. And then I decided that I was going to pick up the silver arowana. However, at that time that I decided that I was going to get him, there were several people ahead of me getting a uh, fish or two or multiple fish. So I had waited. While I waited, I decided to go to the register and pay for the uh, fish food and filter pads and everything I had for dry goods first. And then I paid for all of them. And then I went back to the fish room and finally there was some employee that had some free time. So I went and got her and she bagged the silver arowana. And funny, funny enough, the arowana actually managed to jump out of the container. And as us fish keepers know, arowanas are a very jumpy fish. So while the arowana on the um, uh, on the table that she's bagging, I'm like, oh, God, what else can go wrong today? We just pay for this fish and go. So she scoops it back up, bags it up. She triple bags the marijuana, and off to the register I go. And now the store owner is talking to um, other customers. I'm not sure where his mind was at that day or at that point of time. But the lady who had caught my marijuana had brought the bag to the register and check me out. And I paid the $50 for the silver arowana. And as I'm leaving, all of a sudden I hear the store owner yelling, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for that. And then he says, specifically, you got to pay for that arowana." And I was like, I literally said, what the fuck are you talking about? And um, the lady says to the owner, Dave, what are you doing? He paid for that arowana." And then the owner says, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And I didn't say it. I just walked out and I, I said to myself, what the hell? I think I'm coming in here to steal fish because I'm not a thief. I don't steal anything. I pay for everything that I have. So that was a very, very bad shocker and surprise for me. But I realize now that everyone makes mistakes and sometimes things look different than they actually are. So I'm not worried about it happening anymore, but at the time it was very, very um, surprising. And I was very upset. I actually didn't shop at that store for a good two or three months, but after a while I got over it, but it is the story that I do tell to people um, just for a shit and giggles. But it's not really a funny story uh, for somebody else. Um, if somebody else, if what happened to somebody else, they probably would write bad reviews and, and ignore that fish store. But I, I won't do that because I give everybody a second chance. And some people have good days and some people have bad days. So he could have had a bad day that day. Um but it happens. So I figured I would share that story with you, and you guys can uh, tell me what you think about that story by commenting on the um, Facebook advertisements I have or on the um, Blog Talk Radio comment section at the very bottom of the page. All right, so my next fish story is one from an old fish store that is no longer open, and there's going to be quite a few stories from this fish store. And the fourth story is, drunk or high fish owner tries to sell fish while speaking incoherently. Now, the name of this fish store, since it's no longer open, I'm going to say on the air, and that is Scales and Tails, or also known as Massive aggression. Now, a lot of you guys might know him because he's not really a guy that is well-liked in the aquarium hobby. But you know what? I I gave him a chance because uh, everyone deserves a chance, even if you have the worst reputation. But I gave him a chance, and I had um, some good time for them. I also had some – Bad times experiencing with him, which you're going to find out a little later on in the show. Now, I want to talk about this story first before we get into anything. So I used to be a longtime customer of Mr. Nate Miriam and Massive Aggression, and he had uh, a lot of rare fish like um, wolfish pulpiturist bikers, arowanas and piranhas, and things of that nature. I will give credit where credit is due. He had his own little niche where he sell, sold exotic and rare fish, and he did pretty well for a little while. But anyway, one day I went into the store. I was looking for some fish, and then I noticed there was something off about the owner. Um, he wasn't as normal. He wasn't. Uh, as uh, a fish store owner should be. Red eyes, almost like the devil. And um, he was walking as if he was about to fall, and he was speaking incoherently. He was so drunk that some of the words he was saying I could not make out. So the fish keepers that I am, I still bought a fish. And I don't remember what kind of fish it was, but I know that I bought it for... Uh, The price that he was not charging, I bought it for, I got a deal for it. I paid like $20 less than what it was originally supposed to be. And that was because he was um, going to, uh, that he was going to pay. So I paid $20 less than the original price. So that was uh, pretty interesting. I walked home happy that day. But then I then I wonder to myself, I if the next day he's going to realize that he undercharged me. He's going to come back and ask for the other money, but he never did. So maybe it was just a deal, but who knows? That was a very, very funny story. All right. My fifth story that I'm going to tell you about is not a funny story. This one is about the same fish store, and I worked for him. At this time, I worked for Scales and Tails, a store in Wilbraham, which is literally uh, about five or ten minutes away from where I live, and I worked there for him. He had some business to do, and my brother and I and my father worked at the local fish store. We uh, sold a few fish and bagged some uh, fish for his customers, and we did all that. I will say that it was a fun experience. However, it wasn't really a good experience because we didn't get paid. We basically did it for free, and that is something that I am not appreciative of, and it is something that I will not do ever again because my time and my work and my energy is not free. I will not do free things for anyone because nobody and um, nobody will ever do free things for me. And sometimes, yes, there are people that will do things to help you out, and I understand that, and I do that for uh, other people as well. But being that I have known this person for a long time at that particular time and that I was helping them out, you know, I was expecting at least a little bit of money, but I didn't get it. Now I think that um, I got maybe a five-dollar sunfish at the time, but I really don't remember. And quite honestly, I don't care. But what I do care about is that I spent all those hours there with no food and no money. So if I were to have somebody work for me, I would provide them with money i'd give them some food and allow them to take a fish home and i'm sure a lot of you uh my fish keeping listeners are going to agree with me about that but that's just my personal opinion and my personal talk you may have a different opinion you may like to help out people and not expect anything in return but that's just how i am now At that time, I didn't care because I liked being in the fish hobby and I I liked having fun with fish. But all these years later, I say to myself, why the hell did I do that? Um, Would people help me out like that? I don't think so unless that um, I was helping somebody out or they were helping me out. So it's very, very uh, strange to think about it because if it was this year, My answer would probably be no, unless there was something involved for me. All right, I see we have another caller here in the studio. Hi, you're now live on the aquatic wetline, and thank you very much for calling in.
1: Hi, thank you very much for taking my call. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Good, good. Um, I have a question about fishing. I'm guessing this is about fishing, right? No, this is tropical fish. Oh, thought about fishing. I assume this
3: is fishing. uh, uh, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say this is not a fishing show. This is a
1: tropical fish show. Oh, I just tuned in. I apologize. What is the topic about tonight? I was reading your profile on Block Talk Radio and was saying local fish uh, fish store stories.
3: Tonight's uh, topic is about tropical fish stores. And uh, fish keepers having a local fish store story.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, does, it, does it tie into fishing at all, like, uh, or not related at all?
3: Uh, not related at all. Maybe if someone um, bought crayfish or feeders to use as
1: bait for fishing. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, I have a question that has to do with fish. It's a little controversial, so please don't think I'm asking in a disrespectful or mean way. It's just a question because I'm, I'm not a fisher. I don't have any experience with local fish stores or anything like that. I'm just being curious. Um, fishes in tanks, uh, when they go around in circles and they're in a the tank, isn't that morally wrong then? Uh,
3: I really don't know the answer to that. I never really thought about that.
1: Uh, the local fish stores, I'm assuming they got fish in tanks, right? Yes. Yeah, I've always wondered about that, and I've seen uh, not, just, not just the stores, many homes uh, people put fish in their tanks. And I always wonder, like, when the fish are going around you know, and round, it's not a big space, or even if it's a big tank. Um, they're going around and around, and that's basically the life in the tank. I always wonder, like, isn't that really wrong? Don't people feel bad for putting fish in tanks then?
3: Yeah, that's a very good point. A lot of fish keepers feel that way. That's why a lot of fish keepers... Tell people to get large aquariums and uh, make sure you have mm-hmm. I- ample space. So I I do think that it's a very uh, widely talked about topic. However, I think that provided you have a big enough tank and a lot of decor, fish should be okay
1: in an aquarium. But but even if the tank is big, I mean, however, how big can it be? It's I'm assuming the fish doesn't want to be no life wants to be confined in a tank, right? I would assume the fish wants to be free in the ocean. That's a good
3: point. You make a good point about that. And the same can be said about things in like zoos and
1: museums and stuff. So you do have a good point. Right. Right. Yeah. What about the fishing? Do you have any opinions on that? Um, I think fishing is
3: okay. As long as people release the fish. I fished years ago and I, I'm thinking about getting back into it simply because I love fish. Um, but oh, when you like
1: catch and release, yeah, catch and release. Okay. So, like, when, when you fish, and at least you don't, you're not killing it, so I respect that, when you catch the fish, and it's, like, squirming and trying not to die and trying to survive, you know, hold on to dear life, then, uh, when it goes to that torture, and you release, why, why put it that torture? Why not leave it alone, you know? Yeah, that's true. So you're a fisherman? Yeah, I've, 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 I've never fished before, I've. I, I feel guilty sometimes bringing up fishing because I know for lots of people it's a, it's a pastime and it helps them relax. And it's become part of the culture, not just in America, but in the world. Uh, lots of people love fishing, and they, they think it's very nice. I just, Sometimes I just wonder, like, as a human being, you know, they, the fish is trying not to die. It's trying to live. It's being tortured it wants to survive. It's, it's, you know, I'm assuming it's, it's in pain, uh, mentally, physically, or both, uh, maybe both, then. And I, I sometimes wonder, don't people ever feel guilty? Like here they are fishing and killing it. Um, they're not, it's not like they're eating to survive. You know, they're just, they're doing it for fun. If they were like in the jungle and they were starving and they were eating to survive, God forbid they're starving and they're trying to survive like that because they have no other choice. God forbid they're starving. Then I can understand why they're fishing. I'm not a mean person. But if, if they have other food to eat, why do they like torture the fish? That's torture. It's like, it's mean to animals then. Yeah,
3: that's true. I think for cases like that there are farm raised fish and I I seen an increase in farm raised fish. So that's good for the fish in the rivers and stuff and in the aquarium hobby.
1: Oh, what what are farm raised fish? What is
0: that?
3: That's fish like tilapia and uh salmon, trout, and catfish. They actually uh raise them in a in a factory or or uh somewhere on a farm. They raise them for Human consumption.
1: They breed them and raise them oh, okay. for food and stuff. How do they How do they breed them so, and raise them? Like, are they in a tank, or is it like in a nature river, natural river, or how is it? No. I think I think they actually form some kind of
3: man-made pond or or huge tanks to do it. I'm not exactly sure, but I know it's
1: out there. Oh, okay. So let me ask you this: um, after everything I've brought up, uh, I know you said a little while ago you might you were thinking about fishing again. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, I'm asking respectfully. After what we're going over, do you think you still might want to finish or or, or what? Or what? Uh,
3: probably, but who knows? Maybe I probably won't because I'm a, perca- a procrastinator.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so I mean, after you seem, you don't seem like a mean guy. You seem like a nice guy. Like you seem to be very understanding of what I've grown up, what I've brought up. Um, so at the same time, if if you seem very understanding and you seem like you're, you know, you, you get it, uh, wh- why would you still want to fish then? Like, why would, like, I know you said probably, but why would you still be interested? Don't you feel bad for the fish? Like, isn't it, it's wrong, right?
3: Uh, it, it, I guess if you're an animal lover, it's wrong. I just do it to, uh, to take photos of the fish and then I release them. I don't think it's uh, torture per se for the fish because the fish ain't getting killed or hunted by a bird, but other people have varying opinions, and I respect your opinion very much.
1: Well, that's true. Well, I mean, how about this? Uh, when you catch the fish, in the, uh, when you catch a release, how does it work? Does the Is the hook in the fish? How does it work? Um, well, I usually put live earthworms
3: on the hook, so the fish will bite onto the earthworm, and uh, the earthworm is on the hook. So generally... Right. Uh, some fish, they do bite into the hook,
1: too, but others don't. So if the fish bites into the hook, I mean, what if the fish feels pain? And then when you pull out the water and it's, it doesn't want to die, it wants to live, and it's you know squirming, trying to get back into the water, um, if it's scared or in pain or scared or in pain, that's torture, right? That's not right, right? I guess you could say that,
3: but I know yeah. that when I um, – Catch a fish. I'm very careful, and I make sure that there's there's no suffering or any of that stuff. I quickly grab them, but how do you, but,
1: and but release how do you know it's not suffering? Like you know, but you don't, I mean, the fish doesn't know English, right? How do you know it's not suffering? You know what I mean? You you seem like a nice guy, man. You seem like a very respectful, good guy. I, uh, I I I I just wish I just I just don't get it, man. Like you don't know for sure if the fish is hurting or scared or in pain or sad. You don't know how the fish feels. It just—I would guess the fish does not. It, how about this? Is it fair to assume the fish doesn't like it? Is that fair to assume? Yeah, I guess you could say that. So if the animal doesn't like it, man, leave the animal alone. Come on, man. I guess you could. I guess you could say that. <laughs> I know. I know. I know you could say. Well, hey, dogs don't like to be tied up. or sometimes you have to tie up a dog. Oh, yeah, you know, that's different. That's different. Sometimes you have to tie a dog up for safety purposes. But this is fish in the water. They're not bugging the people. They're in the water. You know I mean? Again, God forbid, unless someone is trying to, like, they're, God forbid they're dying of hunger. God forbid, God forbid they really need food. Like, they have no choice. They're dying of hunger. And they have no choice, nothing else to eat. Then I can understand why they're eating fish. But if you have a choice, if you don't have to eat the fish, and you don't have to fish for fish, and, you know, you're not, you don't have to, you know, you can do something else uh, to pass your time for fun, have fun and you know have a good time. You should leave the fish alone. Don't 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 torture them. Don't kill them. Don't don't torture them. You know? That's
3: true. Well one thing I can say is that fish in the aquarium hobby don't get tortured.
1: Uh well, what is that? The fish in the aquarium what is that?
3: That's like exotic fish from across the world. Oh, okay. they keep in the
1: aquarium? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So some, sometimes, like, oh, man, can you imagine, dude? Like, what if you were a fish and you're like in a tank, like all day and all night, every day, every year, just going in the same tank over and over? Even if it's a big tank, like, that's not right. That's not natural. The fish is meant to be in the na- in the nature, like in the in the real like ocean, river. You know. Uh, at least I know dogs are at home. I know people have pet dogs, but there's differences. Dogs like being with humans and. Humans give them love and they take them out for, you know, outside and they enjoy each other's company. fish isn't a tank. Fish don't know what's going on. Yeah, you drop it food. That's good. And the fish are like, here comes the food on top. That's nice. That's good. But it's like it's it's in a tank. It's stuck there and it has no choice but to be in a tank all the time then. It's like that's not not right.
3: Yeah, I guess to a non-fish keeper, a non-fish keeper would see it that way, but all of us fish keepers they know that fish are are very fun, interactive, and personable. And a lot of fish are actually captive bred. None of them are none of them are taken from the wild. Only a certain few are, but most of them are all captive bred. That's why fish keepers um, enjoy the hobby because the majority of the fish never see the wild. They're tank race, and they spent their whole life in tanks. Well,
1: do do you think it's like to put a bird in a the cage then?
3: Yeah, so they wanted to escape the house. Do you?
1: I think it, that's okay. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, well, I guess what I mean is, um, do you have any opinion? If you have any opinion regarding that, do you, you, you do, you do think? You, do you think it's okay that a, a bird gets trained to be in a cage? Then you know, hmm, that's a tough you do? one. You Sure. You you said uh, yeah right now, so I want to make sure I didn't misunderstand when you were saying yeah. What were you referring to? Like, like, just to make sure, what were you referring to then?
3: I was referring to it sleeping in the cage and being in the cage when the person's home and away, but when the person's home, the bird can be out of the cage.
1: Yeah, hopefully, man. I just, sometimes I don't get it. Man. like When I was a kid, I had a bird in a cage and I was a kid. I didn't know. Um, but I mean, now just like, I, it was a cute little bird too. He used to open the cage and come outside. He didn't want to be in the cage. He was a cute bird. He died like a few days in a few days. I, I don't know why, but, um, I just, I don't get it, man. Putting a bird in a cage. Birds are meant to fly. I mean, I'm not saying people can't have pet birds. I know people have pet birds in their home, but at least it's, again, it's like a dog in the sense that, you know, you give it love, it loves you, you interact with it, stuff like that. It has fun in your house, maybe, but to be in a cage, like, man, it's so small, you know? And then hamsters in cages. What is that? Putting a hamster in a cage, putting. (laughs) A mouse in this cage, like, geez, I just, I don't get it. People don't even feel that. They don't feel guilty, you know? It's wrong.
3: (laughs) Well, I want to thank you for calling in. I had a fun time chatting with you.
1: Thank you. though. thank you very much. You were very respectful. You were very nice. Uh, I thank you for your time, and I thank you very much uh, for your program. When does your program come on? Is there a schedule or – yeah, it comes on
3: uh, usually at 9 p.m. On, on the week. Usually I do like three or four shows a
1: week. 9 p.m. on the, week, on the weekdays? Yes, and the weekends too. Okay. Do, a weekend, so do you take any topics or is there like a certain topic? I can pretty much do any topics as long as they're related okay. to fish. I, I, oh, as long as they're related to fish? Yes. Oh, okay, then. I had some other topics, but if it's related to fish one, then I guess there's no other topics in general then. Um, but, no, um, I, I, I do thank you for your time. You were very respectful. You were very nice. And uh, you are a good radio host. So thank you for your time. I hope you don't think I was being mean or rude or disrespectful or, or you know, or no, not at or at negative all. then. No, yeah, no, no so, not at yeah, all. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Thank you. That's very You're nice, welcome. I, I appreciate calling that. So, yeah, thank you. Have a good You're one. Welcome. Take care uh, and, uh, and be safe. You, too. Thank you. You, too. Wow.
3: So they say that uh, podcast call-ins are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That was a very, very interesting call, to say the least, a little bit off topic. But right now, as a podcast host, I'm going to bring the show right back to the topic. And our topic is, of course, local fish store stories. And if any of our listeners out there have a local fish store story, you can call in at one 989 8142 And I think before um, I had that good caller, um, I was talking about working for Scales and Tails. So now we're going to go into my sixth story. And this one is actually a funny story because this is one of my um, – Friends that I that came down from Rhode Island, I think it was, or New Hampshire, I can't remember, and we went to the fish store, and they had two show quality um flower horns for $50. And the store the name of this story is Can I get the two show quality flower horns for $10? And uh, like I said, they were priced for they were priced at $49 each. And he asked the store owner, would you do two for ten and the store said I'm like what are you crazy and he actually meant two for a hundred dollars but the thought of him saying two for ten was funny to me because I thought that the business owner took it very serious and um, he actually thought for a minute that the guy was really offering ten dollars for two of those show quality flower horns and I personally am not a fan of flower horns because um, they are made of several different species of uh, tropical fish, including viahas, um, parrots, I mean, uh, viajas, red devils, and severums and such. And parrots also are made of red devils and severums, et cetera. But that's a funny story that I wanted to share with you. Now, my seventh story is called Aqua Alex the Vigilante Gets the Last Laugh. Now, as I said, um, I used to shop at Scales and Tails and dealt with the owner of that particular store. And while he had nice fish, he generally overall was not a nice person to me at least. He was always very insulting towards me had always made some insults towards me, always said that I had weird fish and I had sick fish, when in reality I had healthy fish and nobody else has ever said that to me. And he was very forceful with me. Um, if I wanted to buy a fish for a certain price, he may be buy it for that price and very, very rude. That's all I've got to say about him because there's other things I could say but I'm not going to say them on the air. So basically after dealing with all that stuff, I was getting really frustrated and really angry. And one day he was closing the store for, I don't know why he was closing. And he was real persistent about me um, buying two Discus. And I wasn't ready for Discus at the time, nor did I really want them. I mean, I was planning on going Discus uh, in like the next two or three months because I needed time to prepare for them and I needed time to ensure that I had the right tank water and right parameters for them. But anyway, he was pers- persistent on selling me some, even though I had no money. All I had on me was $20. So, so I said, all I have is 20 bucks. That's not enough for two diligence. Diff- diff- it's not even enough for one discus, let alone any discus, so he says that he'll take the $20 that day, and I'll pay him back in installments, so the discus arrives, and I give him the money that I had, and I didn't even look at the discus because I thought they were going to be fine, but they were both very thin, They they were both very emaciated, and they looked like they haven't had a good diet in a long time, and they didn't look really healthy. Matter of fact, they didn't last two days. They were both dead after three days after I had already tried to deworm them and treat them with Pro -Pro and um, give them quality food. So at that point, I decided that it was not worth my time or anyone's time to do anything with those discus, and I figured, well, he insulted me and treated me badly, and I worked for him and got nothing in return. I say, you know what? We're even Steven. The working for him can replace all the other money for the discus, and to this day, that's how it's going to be, and that's how it's going to be for uh, forever, I guess you can say. But anyway, that's a fifth story that I wanted to share with all of you. It's the truth. And it's a fish story that I've never shared with a fish story that I've never shared with anyone besides uh, people that I am friends with or fish keepers. And I'm pretty sure there are people out there that are going to say, "Well, you're wrong for doing that, and um, you're a bad person." But until you um, are in my shoes, you will not know the circumstances that. Are around that situation. And maybe I could have done something different and done it better, but the circumstances to that were extreme and they were, um, they were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They were just different from any normal um, uh, conditions. All right, so let me move on to my next topic before I keep saying ah and ahs and ahs because I hate doing that on a podcast. So my eighth and final story is one that's going to end this show or end this topic on a high note, and that is PECO employee falls while catching seal fin tang. Now, I went to PECO and I was looking at the saltwater section, and they had a, a zebra soma seal fin tang, and it was uh, – very healthy looking, which I was surprised. And to my knowledge, I didn't know that the fish guy at Teco actually was a fellow reefer and he had love for saltwater. So that was told by the way the saltwater was section was taken care of. There was a lot of clean saltwater, no dead fish, no dead inverts, and everything looked quite healthy and alive. So I had no problems buying the sailfin tang. So anyway, I tell the employee um, that I'm going to take that seal fin tang, and he says, "Okay." And while we, while he's catching the seal fin tang, we're talking about saltwater fish, and I'm telling him the fish I have, the tank I have, and he's telling me the tank he has, the inverts he has, the reef system he has. And while he catches the seal fin tang and puts it into the container, he accidentally. Um, tries to step down from the ladder and falls and hits his head on the on the uh, second step of the ladder and says, oh, God, that hurt. <laughs> and I couldn't help but laugh because it was kind of funny because it's something you don't see every day at, at the pet store. And uh, ironically enough, when he falls, the container with the seal tank in it falls on the ground and um, the sailfin tank falls out, of the, falls out of the container, and instead of worrying about his head, he gets up really quickly, and he gets more water and picks up the sailfin tank and uh, bags them up for me. So I have to say that that was a good thing, and I'm I'm glad that he did that. But it was so funny how he bumped, he bumped his head on the ladder, <laughs> and his head was cherry red after. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that he went to the petco manager or the boss and requested time off and workers comp, but I just can't get over how that happened. I'm not sure how it happened. Maybe the the ladder had water on it or something. <laughs> but it's it's uh, very damn funny. I still laugh at it every time I think about it. And every time I, I tell people that story, all I could do is laugh. <laughs> oh, oh God, that is funny. But those are my local fish store stories. And I, personally hope that that you enjoyed them and again if you um have a local fish store story, you can call in at 1-347-989-8142 wow we're 56 minutes into the show time flies when you're having fun i had a lot of fun sharing my local fish store stories with all of you and i really enjoyed the two phone calls even though one of them was off-topic. Okay, it's time to take our quick intermission, and we're going to end the first half of the show. During today's intermission, you're going to hear two of my favorite songs to refresh and relax my mind and your mind. Then there's going to be some upcoming announcements for the Aquatic Wetline. Now, during the intermission, I remind all of you, my listeners, to check out Patrone, the website that hopefully one day could uh allow me to use a blue yeti microphone to broadcast my shows so if you simply could go to com forward slash aqua alice cardinelli that would be great also if you would like to be a part of Aquatic Wetline's very first aquatic trivia game, please email aquaticwetline at with the title AW Trivia. And in the email, please tell me your name, where you're from, your career, your favorite fish, and the fish you are currently keeping. And the first seven people to email me We'll be on Aquatic Wetline's very first trivia game, where the prizes are being sponsored by YourFishStuff.com, and yours truly, Aqua Alex. This is truly the Fishkeepers Podcast, Aquatic Wetline, as YourFishStuff and Aqua Alex have partnered up to provide you, the fishkeepers, with some fun. Welcome back to a special Saturday evening episode of the Aquatic Wet Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by YourFishStuff.com YourFishStuff.com provides hobbyists with quality homemade fish food and aquarium supplies. The Your Fish Stuff difference. Buy direct and save. Buy direct from Your Fish Stuff. No middleman. No food masses produced by large corporations. No food sitting around in warehouses. Just fresh healthy food from your fish stuff to you quality ingredients like fish meal, shrimp squid, kelp spirulina and Corella allergy doesn't cloud water and all of their fish food is made fresh, crafted in small batches, hobbyists owned and operated and all of their fish food is made right here in the good old US of A So check out yourfishstuff.com for quality fish food and aquarium equipment such as nets, filters, medications, and more. That's www.yourfishstuff.com, a proud sponsor of Aquatic Wetline.
2: March 25th, 2017, it's going to be a historic night for
3: Aquatic Wetline and for the tropical fishkeeping hobby. I, Aqua Alexander Cardinelli, as the host of Aquatic
2: Wetline, as a person, and as a tropical fishkeeper, am proud to announce that Aquatic Wetline is going to be hosting a Tropical Fishkeeping Hall of Fame podcast. This is gonna
3: be a show where I, Aqua Alex, and my audience pay tribute and respect to the legendary fish keepers who have paved the way for us to be fish keepers and also for fish keepers who have a huge passion and enthusiasm for the tropical fish keeping hobby. And it all starts on March 25th, 2017, as the legendary Corridor's Breeder, Lynn Massey, takes her place into the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame. Sadly, the aquarium hobby and the fish world lost Lynn Massey in November as she passed away. But the legacy she left behind from Corridor's Breeding will never be forgotten. Lynn Massey will be inducted to the Aquatic Footline Hall of Fame by her longtime friend, Rebecca Wistrow. Rebecca will be here to induct Lynn Massey into the Hall of Fame. Live March 25th, 2017, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on Aquatic Wetline. Lynn Massey was a huge inspiration for the Aquatic Footline to have guests And she was fundamental on Aquatic Wetline's success. So please join me and Rebecca as we welcome the very first inductee to the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame Class of 2017 for Doris Breeder Lynn Massey, right here on Aquatic Wetline on March 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern, blogshopradio.com
0: forward slash
3: Aquatic Wetline. Aquatic Wetline is looking for our first eight contestants for Aquatic Wetline's Aquatic Trivia Fish Game. Do you want to be a part of the first fishkeeping trivia game? It's simple. The first eight fishkeepers to send an email to aquaticwetline at outlook.com with the title. AW Trivia will be the contestants. In your email, please describe yourself, your fish tanks, and your favorite fish, and the career and location you live. You will have to be available on April 15th from 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific, and you will be on the show for an hour to two hours. So, would you like to be on the very first Aquatic Wetline Aquatic Trivia Game? Where the first prize is sponsored by YourFishStuff.com and the second prize is sponsored by Aquatic Wetline and Aqua Alex. So, there's a chance you can win a prize. So make sure you email AquaticWetline at and become one of the eight contestants. I invite you to join your fish keeping group called Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. I invite you to post pictures of your tropical fish, post videos of your tropical fish, post links to your fish keeping YouTube channel or just chat fish.
2: One of the added benefits of this group is I'm going to do a Facebook live fish video every Sunday,
3: starting the first Sunday of March. So make sure you go and join Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Line on Facebook, not only to post pictures of your fish, chapstick, but to see me live on Facebook in a Facebook live video every Sunday. So what are you waiting for? Go join right now. Tropical fish keepers, aquatic wetline on sea.
1: Yeah, This is the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish keeping show brought to you by Aqua Alex in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's get back to the tropical fish chat right now. <laughs>
3: hey, fish keepers, welcome back to the Aquatic Wetline. Tonight, I've been talking to you about my favorite local fish store stories. In the first half of today's show, and in a few seconds here, I'm going to talk about the local fish stores in my area. But I want to remind all of our live listeners out there that you can call in with your personal local fish store stories by dialing 347 989 8142 Again, you can call in with your very own local fish store stories by dialing one three four seven ninety eight nine eighty one forty two. All right. With that being said, we're going to start our next topic for today's show, and I'm going to go ahead and promote some of the fish stores in the Western Massachusetts area. Now, if you're from New England, if you're from Boston or Central Massachusetts, or even Connecticut or Rhode Island, or Northampton or Northampton or New Hampshire then uh and you have and you have to come down to Springfield or Chicopee or somewhere in western mass this is going to be very beneficial to you. So like I said if you're from Boston or central mass or somewhere in New England just to be clear then what I'm not going to talk about may be beneficial to you. So I'll start with the fish store that I live very close to and one that I've been going to for many years and that is School of Fish, Inc. on Page Boulevard in Springfield, Massachusetts. Now, this is a decent, pretty good tropical fish store, and I like the owner, Dave, and um, his father, Stan, and all of his employees are very knowledgeable, and they have um, the best aquarium supplies, the best aquarium salt mix is for salt water, the best aquarium fish food brands. And they even have a whole fridge full of the um, best frozen foods on the market. They have Akari frozen foods and they also um, have LRS, Larry's reef service foods. And, They have a a whole variety of frozen foods, and of course, they have corals, saltwater fish, and freshwater fish, and live plants, and bettas. And they also do accept trade-ins, and I'm pretty sure that School of Fish is the only local fish store here in the Western Mass area that takes trade-ins and gives you credit for them. Um, I know that a couple other stores will take your fish as a donation, but will not give you any credit in their fish room. And I think School School of Fish is the only fish store in this area that does that. And uh, depending on what the fish is and um, how large it is, sometimes the credit is a very, very good and fair amount. However, um, to be fair to the fish store, I would probably not recommend bringing in huge pakus or huge red tails or anything huge because sometimes those fish are very hard to sell unless there are people out there that have a 300 gallon aquarium and bigger. Now they specialize. I've seen and noticed over the last few months, they specialize in fancy clownfish. There are usually a variety of fancy designer clowns in there. Uh, You'll see things like lightning maroon clowns. And by the way, these lightning maroon clowns are now available for about 50 to $60 now um, because they're from ORA and School of Fish sells them now for about 50 or $60. Very, very good price. They also have um, a lot of uh, black and white clowns. There's a lot of different species of Ocellaris and um, Precursor clowns. I even saw what I think was a Picasso pair of clowns. And of course, they have your starfish, your snails, your hermit crabs, and um corals. And they also have. Every time I go in there, there's always a firefish. There's always a bangai cardinal. Um, there's always a goby of some sort. There's always a tang of some sort, and they've, they've been able to get in clown tangs sometimes, show haul tangs. Um, I've even seen a chocolate tang from time to time, a lot of yellow tangs, a lot of seal fin tangs, and they quite often get a lot of dead giardini seal fin in stock, and they have a pretty good selection of uh, freshwater fish. However, one thing I can say is that they have downsized incredibly they have cut their fish room in half and their whole building in half because I guess they had to sell some of the store for another business um, and a business that is not going to be open for a whole other year um, legally. But um, School of Fish has downsized, and I've noticed that they've downsized a lot on fresh water. They don't have that many um interesting or rare freshwater stuff anymore. Um, all I see is uh bala sharks, tetras, parrots, plecos, um, Colombian sharks and African cichlids and things like that. I would love to see things like silver dollars and rarer stuff come back and hopefully in the future um school fish will be able to move to a bigger place and specialize in freshwater and saltwater fish. Once again, but I can say that School of Fish is great. They're a great store with everything they have, and they have some great sea salt for your saltwater aquariums. I buy the Pro, um, what's it called? Uh, it's called Aquaforest. I buy the Aquaforest sea salt, and I definitely recommend that for anyone that has a saltwater fish only with live rock system. Very good price. You can get a fifty gallon uh, bucket for about thirteen dollars I believe so it's not a bad price very very good fish store and I go there all the time for my salt. Matter of fact school of fish is the only place I go to buy my salt and sometimes fish if they have something that catches my eyes that I like. Alright. So our next pet store that sells fish up here is a chain of stores Called Dave's Pet Food City, also known as Dave's Soda and Pet City because certain locations also carry soda. Now there's a Dave's Pet Food City in Springfield, Mass., Agawam, Mass., Ludlow, Mass., Northampton, Mass., and I'm sure there's a few elsewhere. I know there's one in Connecticut as well. But Dave's Carries fresh water and a little bit of saltwater fish. now they, they have a deal that no other stores can match. It's buy three fish, get one free, and it could be any fish. You can buy like an Arowana a royal Pocoumimin, a green phantom pleco, and then you could also get a tiger shoveole for free, for example. The higher fish prevail and the lower fish is the one you get for free. So you're going to pay for the three higher fish, but you're going to get the the fish that cost the less for free. But overall, that's still a good deal. And if you're a saltwater fish keeper, you can buy a trio of clowns and a nitro trigger. And, for example, you're going to get the um, nitro trigger for free if it's cheaper than the clowns, which probably will be. um, Because considering nowadays that, Clownfish are captive bred. You're looking at about $20 a clown. And uh, Nitro Trigger is going to go for about $30 to $40 in this area at least. Now, I have to say that my personal favorite, Dave's, uh, is in Agawam, the main location. And also, I like the Springfield one and the Ludlow one. Now, I was at Dave's in Agawam a, a week ago and their selection of fish was kind of lackluster. I've noticed that they've cut down on their saltwater tanks, and they just have one now, and a lot of their freshwater tanks are empty. Maybe I went on a bad day where they sold a lot of fish, but I was really disappointed because I was looking forward to taking care of that buy three, get one free fish deal to add some activity to my, my freshwater tank because all I've got in my freshwater tank now is the Red Devil, my Jack Dempsey, Uh, My red-spotted turquoise Severum, my Sedonis eruptus catfish, my Sedonis jaguar hybrid, and my Colombian upside-down catfish. So there's really no activity in my tank until it's feeding time, so it's going to buy something active. But they didn't have much. What they did have would be feeders or something that would get its ass kicked in my aquarium. But that could probably just be a one-time thing. I bet you the next time I go there, have what i like um generally they carry a lot of bread and butter fish like tetras mollies etc um, with a few rarities mixed in there sometimes you'll find uh royal clown peacock bass um Jay gobies, and etc but they're a very good store and i recommend them to people who want to buy uh, multiple fish at a lower price they're the place to go but make sure that you quarantine your fish because sometimes they'll sell fish straight out of the bags to customers, and I know they have a strict uh, policy for returns. Um, Sometimes they won't even accept returns for freshwater fish, so make sure you've got a tank that is cycled and ready for fish. The next fish store or pet store that I'm going to talk about is a place in East Long Meadow called A.W. Browns. They're like a um, lawn and garden farm place. Because they have uh, stuff for gardening, they have sometimes have hay and things like that. But they do have a live pet room, and in that live pet room, they have freshwater fish, birds, um, rodents, and uh, reptiles. Now, A.W. Brown has a couple of ladies in the fish room that are very knowledgeable. Um, there's even a manager that knows a lot about cichlids there. So that's pretty interesting. But A.W. Browns has a very interesting selection of freshwater fish. They've got your bread and butter stuff, like your tetras, mollies, uh, quarries, and algae eaters. And they also have a very wide selection of cichlids. You'll find African cichlids. They have one whole section dedicated to Africans. And they also have a section dedicated to South American and Central American cichlids. You'll find red devils, Oscars, Jack Dempsey's, um, Salvini's, red terrors, mannequins, and uh, other types of uh, cichlids. And they also carry monster fish. So you'll be able to find red tail cats, um, iridescent sharks, sierranas, etc. And they have oddballs like clown knives and stuff. So I personally would recommend people to check out A.W. Brown. It's a a very, very good fish store. Fish Frenzy, Tropical Fish in South Hadley, Massachusetts. That is an excellent store. It's a store that is owned by um, a tropical fish hobbyist. I love uh, fish keepers. That or Actually, I love fish stores that is run by a tropical fish hobbyist. And that is exactly what Fish Frenzy is. Ed Picard, the owner of Fish Frenzy, is a hobbyist. He was a hobbyist when he was, young, when he was younger, and now he's a hobbyist now. And he sells a lot of fish that he likes, personally, and I really like that. Uh, while his store may be a mess, he has really good prices, and he can't be beat on some of the prices that he has. He carries a lot of interesting fish. You'll find severums, silver dollars, walru, um, tetras, catfish, and on the saltwater side, you'll find a lot of live rock, coral, clownfish, and some other things like that. His fish are all relatively priced, good, actually great. He has great prices. He's very knowledgeable, and he has very cheap fish food and equipment. I personally recommend Fish Frenzy to anybody. And last but not least, the only fish store left, in my opinion, I haven't seen any uh, any other ones in Western Mass, is Aqua Dreams. Now, Aqua Dreams is a fish store in Feeding Hills, Massachusetts, that specializes in saltwater. The owner Chris is very knowledgeable, and I like taking trips down to Feeding Hills. And every time I'm down there, I go to Aqua Dreams, and I always walk out with something. Now, they specialize in, in corals and fish, but generally they have more fish than they do corals, but the corals they do have so a lot. Um, you'll find things like clownfish, tangs, eels, gobies, triggers, puffers. They have a wide variety of saltwater fish, and they also have freshwater, but a very limited selection of freshwater. But I did see a Cynodontus angelicus catfish there, which is a pretty rare Sedontist, and it's a very uh, nice and fancy Sedontist, so that was great to see. It was the first time I've seen it here in Western Mass. I almost bought it, but I didn't have enough because I got a lot of the rarer, high-end uh, saltwater fish, but if I had the extra money, I would have uh, got the fish. Anyway, um, they're very knowledgeable, friendly, friendly staff. It's almost like you're walking into a friend's house That's how friendly the staff is. So, those are all the fish stores in Western Massachusetts. My favorite fish stores are Fish Renzi, School of Fish, and Aqua Dreams. And of course, I like Dave's and A.W. Brown's. They are the good complements to those fish stores. And from time to time, I will go to Pepco and PetSmart, but usually when I go there, either during their dollar per gallon fish tank sale or their fish food or um, supply sale. So, I don't usually go there often only to buy stuff for my baby Brandy the Beagle, who is a Beagle puppy, or like I said, Tropical Fish Hobbyist magazines, etc. So, this was a great Friday night show. I really enjoyed chatting with you and telling you guys my favorite local fish store stories. So now we're going to wrap up this great show. I had a lot of fun tonight. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by YourFishStuff.com. YourFishStuff.com provides hobbyists with quality homemade fish food and aquarium supplies. The Your Fish Stuff difference. Buy direct and save. Buy direct from Your Fish Stuff. No middleman. No food masses produced by large corporations. No food sitting around in warehouses. Just fresh, healthy food from your fish stuff to you. Quality ingredients like fish meal, shrimp, squid, kelp, spirulina, and corella algae. Doesn't cloud water. And all of their fish food is made fresh crafted in small batches, hobbyists owned and operated and all of their fish food is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. So check out YourFishStuff.com for quality fish food and aquarium equipment such as nets, filters, medications and more. That's www.YourFishStuff.com a proud sponsor of aquatic wetline. I would like to thank yourfishstuff.com for sponsoring the uh, aquatic wetline, and this was a very good show. I'd like to thank uh, Christian Aquarium Hobbyist Facebook Group owner David Morton. For calling into the show, I really enjoyed that story about the spider monkey at your local fish store, and I'm all probably always going to remember that and uh, think of it as a funny moment. So thank you, David Morton, for calling into the show. I'd like to say thank you to our second caller, who I didn't get the name of, but his call was kind of interesting and uh, controversial. If anything, I ask Cardinali loves controversy, so I appreciate that call. And I appreciate all of you, my listeners, for tuning into today's show. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. I hope you liked my local fish store stories, and I hope you loved today's show. If you have a local fish store story you want to share but are too afraid to call in, you can tweet your local fish store stories on Twitter using the hashtag AWLSSStories. And I will... Um, get it there, or of course you can email me your local fish store stories at aquaticwetline@outlook.com. Big thank you for everybody that tuned in live tonight, and I really appreciate your listen, and I thank Dave again for calling into this show. Hope you guys enjoyed my um, local fish store stories and my fish store chat. Don't forget to email com with your name, your career, your location, your favorite fish, and the fish you have now because the first seven people to email me um, using the title AW Trivia with all the stuff I just mentioned will be a part of the historic debut of AW Trivia where – I'll be asking you fish keeping questions in a style similar to family feud. And there's going to be two prizes. The first prize sponsored by yourfishstuff.com. And the second prize is sponsored by me. So you have a chance to walk away with your fish stuff box for the first place winner, which is going to have goodies in it. And then the second place winner gets a a aquatic wetline coffee mug and some other goodies as well. So make sure you go do that. Also, Make sure you tune in to the Aquatic Wetline March 25th as Lynn Matthew takes her rightful place in the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame. And don't forget to check out patroon.com forward slash aqua alice cardinelli to show your support for what I do for four years straight for the fishkeeping hobby and that is provide you, the fishkeepers, with a decent fish show. So from one fishkeeper to another, Thank you for listening. Enjoy the fishkeeping hobby, and make sure you have a fun, fishy fishkeeping weekend. Thank you for listening to the Fish Keepers Podcast, Aquatic Wetline here on Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Podbean. And I appreciate your listen. Please share today's show with your friends on social media. With that being said, we'll see you on the next episode of Aquatic Wetline. Good night, everyone. March twenty,
2: March twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. It's going to be a historic
3: night for aquatic wetline and for the tropical fish keeping hobby. I Aqua Alexander Cardinelli, as the host of Aquatic Wetline, as a person, and as a tropical fish keeper,
2: am proud to announce that Aquatic Wetline is going to be hosting a Tropical Fishkeeping Hall of Fame podcast.
3: This is going to be a show where I, Aqua Alex, and my audience pay tribute and respect to the legendary fish keeper who have paved the way for us to be fish keepers, and also for fishkeepers who have a huge passion and enthusiasm for the tropical fishkeeping hobby. And it all starts on March 25th, 2017, as the legendary Corridor's breeder Lynn Massey takes her place into the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame. Sadly, the aquarium hobby and the fish world lost Lynn Nasty in November as she passed away. But the legacy she left behind from Corridor's breeding will never be forgotten. Lynn Nasty will be inducted to the Aquatic Wetland Hall of Fame by her longtime friend, Rebecca Wistrow. Rebecca will be here to induct Lynn Massey into the Hall of Fame. Live, March 25th, 2017, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on Aquatic Footline. Lynn Nasty was a huge inspiration for the Aquatic Footline to have guests, and she was fundamental on Aquatic Footline's success. So please join me and Rebecca as we welcome the very first inductee. In the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame, Class of 2017, four door Lynn Massey, right here on Aquatic Wetline on March 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern, WalktopRadio.com
2: forward slash
3: Aquatic Wetline. Aquatic Wetline is looking for our first eight contestants for Aquatic Wetline's Aquatic Trivia Fish Game. Do you want to be a part of the first fishkeeping trivia game? It's simple. The first eight fishkeepers to send an email to Outlook.com with the title AW Trivia will be the contestants. In your email, please describe yourself, your fish tanks, And your favorite fish in the career and location you live. You will have to be available on April 15th from 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. And you will be on the show for an hour to two hours. So... Would you like to be on the very first Aquatic Wetline Aquatic Trivia Game? Where the first prize is sponsored by YourFishStuff.com and the second prize is sponsored by Aquatic Wetline and Aqua Alex. So, there's a chance you can win a prize. So, make sure you email AquaticWetline at and become one of the eight contestants.
0: This episode of The Aquatic Wetline has concluded. Aqua Alex thanks you for listening to his show. Please check out Aquatic Wetline Fishkeeping Podcast on Facebook and hit like for tropical fish facts and more. Feel free to reach Aqua Alex at Outlook.com with any tropical fish questions. Your questions may make the show. Good night Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly Auto Parts.